Welcome to Deep Tech Musings. This is Pranujit Shah. In today's episode, we will be talking to Vishesh, who is the co-founder of skysurf.ai. It's on a mission to democratize earth observation by providing easily accessible real-time insights at a cost that's more affordable for the customers. In this episode, Vishesh will give us an overview of the earth observation industry its current state at world level and in india specifically he also highlights what challenges exist in the industry and also what opportunities lie ahead especially in terms of ai ml application so let's get started hi vishesh welcome to the show hi pranjit so let's start with learning more about your background right from the education days to the professional experiences you have had till uh, skysurf yeah first of all uh, thanks for having me i have a bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering from iit kanpur i graduated in uh, 2011 i had a brief stint in ibm and then i joined team indus to the an aerospace startup in india we were building a lunar landing system and a rover system and i was there representing the guidance navigation control team so i was there for more than 6 years and uh, starting from scratch initially without much guidance which was involved in developing algorithms and developing and proposing systems around me we had a team of 9 people at a point and involved in various parts of the solutions so guidance navigation control simulations you know model simulation and hardware and processor and loop simulations that do together and you know we had come to a very mature stage of you know building our overall onboard flight software for the guidance navigation control for lunar descent which was an autonomous autonomous system that we had made okay sounds pretty interesting so did it uh, finally went through some commercial application as well or at what stage did we till develop it till so we left 2019 tbinda so there was uh, the unfortunately the system did not see the light of the day due to issues beyond our control so uh, but we did take it to a stage where we were testing it and you know the ideal test is to fly so unfortunately that couldn't happen so that's the precise reason you know we started skysurf and uh, immediately we would like to Okay, and so let's start by understanding this industry a bit more. So you are in the Earth observations uh, industry. So what is it about, and uh, why do we need uh, the products that we are building in this industry? Yeah, so the the Earth observation industry will involve uh, sensing Earth spatially and temporally through active and passive sensing techniques through flying orbital platforms. we need it for weather forecasts agriculture security i mean national security aspects as well disaster monitoring and a host of other applications which we take for granted and uh, currently it's a very important industry that will be growing so particularly you know the the sensing techniques as i mentioned could be ranging from a host of sensing techniques there are constellations of these satellites that are supposed to fly soon so ultimately the goal of the industry would be at the end that to get a real time view of the earth globally 24 by 7 so we are you know we've not even got you know one even 1% of that solution 
currently existing industry is trying to deal with parts of the problem. So building certain kinds of sensors, certain kind of constellations. But yeah, there's a long way to go. Got it. So these, in a way, are like the eye in the sky for helping people on the ground. So predicting what kind of weather would be there or for agriculture, like where is a good land, fertile line to check. And in case of security, might be tagging some illegal movements or those kind of things. Absolutely. So in fact, agriculture is a big use case, primarily an agricultural country. And there's the amount of information that is produced. It's just a matter of time that Indian companies also take up the uh, observation products, which they are. But I mean, it's just beginning to come up. Sounds interesting. So how is the market size in terms of the world stage and maybe India specific? So I could give you a global view first. So, you know, the Earth Observation, you could break it into companies who are doing Earth Observation themselves and companies who are using these Earth Observation products. So the Earth Observation companies, uh, which who are, you know, making their own hardware, constellations, ground stations, and so on. This is the upstream industry. It's estimated from a 2019 report that it's a $9 billion industry. And the downstream industry involving analytics, value-added services, it's currently a $4 billion industry and, and growing. And currently, I would hesitate to put a number on the India market size because, you know, the you might have been hearing many Indian constellation companies who want to, you know, deploy their own satellite and so on. So they're up and coming. So sometimes it's a number that somebody's estimation was somebody else's. Got it. And so help us understand the value chain and who are the primary stakeholders or the players in this earth observation industry? Right. Obviously, the, they're the satellite operators. So they make, build satellites, the payloads, you know, telescopes, radars. Initially, from, you know, the industry started from the 50s onwards. Then primarily the government driving it. But uh, very recently, you know, uh, commercial companies are coming up. and They are turned as these new space companies. And they would want to, you know, do almost all the things on their own. So the downstream analysis company is a separate set of companies. They are closer to the end customers. They know kind of uh, what do they need. And so if I could talk about the private satellite operators, there's labs, plant labs, and many others. And the stream uh, operators are, say, Orbital Insights, RS Metrics, and the competition companies like Consberg, Space. And obviously, the government companies like NASA, NOAA, NRO in U.S., ESA, CNES, DLR in Europe, uh, JAXA, which is the Japanese one, and the Chinese one, ISRO, all these participants in this global Got it. So it has a healthy mix of government and private players, as you mentioned. And also, as I understand, so we have these satellite operators who are building and putting the satellites into space. We have these downstream analytics companies who are analyzing that data being calculated and making it useful for the use cases which we just discussed. And then there are these ground station providers. So what are their roles specifically in this, in between? They essentially facilitate the transmission and the reception of data from the operating set of constellations or say individual satellites. So they establish, let's say, radio frequency links 
and gather the information and which hand it over to say the satellite operator for doing any pre-processing say image processing activities say they could make a geo reference product so we know exactly where these images are so they are also uh, and like the, one of the critical roles that they play is to you know merge the gap between the the operator and the these analytics company and they are essentially the ones who are responsible to schedule passes and passes in which say there's the data collection opportunity so they establish telemetry tele- and, and so on so that's the role that they okay so is it it in the interest of satellite operators also to themselves be these uh, ground station providers or are we missing some other link here well that could be as in uh, for sure there are some companies who might be thinking about that and there are so actually it's a question of taking a business decision if it's a solved problem and you know if it's a cost that we are willing to pay rather than not reinvent the wheel and and use the existing services or if you've got some ambitious goals of your own you want to drive down price could uh, you could you might as well take a decision to build your own ground systems got it i think that's an important point which you made and uh, that uh, makes sense so next i'm curious to learn so what kind of threats may these like observation satellites present to the society and as a consumer or regulator how concerned should i be about them or is it not any real threat at all well that's a very good question and you know quite a hotly debated one so you know if you open google maps you probably could you know happily count the number of military planes in the nearby air force base and in fact today a free and open data allows everybody to keep a check on everybody else so that's one thing that is kind of out of the way and probably you know everybody is happier for it and even governments use them the question comes on security and privacy right so these earth observation companies have to operate according to the law of their land so for example the indian government's remote sensing data policy there was one in 2011 and there's a there was a draft code in 2020 where images below a 50 cm resolution are term sensitive and are not allowed for distribution without authorization so you know you cannot easily make out a face or say find out okay here's where say pranajit is track you also you know when it comes to questions on you know generally the fine print of privacy concerns is what matters right it will take a problem to propose a resolution so we might need to you know look at something which is triggered by a loophole in the existing laws to make these laws even for more finer and more detailed okay so at a basic level at least the legal laws make sure that it's not possible for anyone to identify an individual through these observation units so that should be comforting enough for the concerned user yeah yeah currently the technology doesn't as in known technology i would say is not capable to do that even as far as i've read that even secret government technology is still not capable oh okay but are there any such like uh, audits on these earth observation companies by some regulator or uh, government entity to ensure that there is are like are they like uh, publicly traded companies have to go through a compliance for some uh, governance and fairness do these earth observation companies also have to go through any such compliance or audits for ensuring this privacy and safety aspect according to the laws they have to and it's i mean these are safeguards that they are building but uh, i would say 
the amount of enforcement of these audits is something that I'm not sure about. Okay. Like say, for example, the policies of various countries seem to exist, but commercially, you know, people want to do more. And, and there's a clash that the audit should not stop business. And there's some friction there. So obviously, there are certain, you know, basic rules that you cannot break. But uh, as far as I understand, yes, those rules are being respected. But uh, the amount of enforcement, it's generally, you know, it's unless these things are clear and these guidelines or policies become law or they enforced, I hope that these, you know, things get more transparent. Got it. Sounds good. Next, can you highlight what are the major challenges in this industry right now that is facing towards its progress? Okay. So maybe I could start with some technical challenges. So making real-time global Earth observation possible through smaller satellite constellation is one challenge that uh, many companies are attempting. Also providing actual actionable insights to those who need them on time and reliably. So insights are insights from the Earth observation, let's say active or passive sensing. And Today, the supply of images is proportional to only those who can pay for it. And the value chain is unfortunately not built to handle the actual demand for those who need information. And also the demand itself as, as it exists, opening up. So new adopters, new kinds of players are coming in. So, so the volume of insights that are needed is something that needs to be matched by the supply. And from the non-technical aspects, as in regulations uh, are important it's it's important that they should be allowed you know to have regulations should essentially allow easy implementation of laws and new markets need to open up to the potential of observation for their business also pricing today is driven by the large cost of development and operations of satellites and satellite constellations the combination of regulation and price barriers haven't really brought in the contribution of the eo industry to the information age we live in so it is there in in a few tweets by say the or say TV news channels with a satellite view of the let's say ever given the and that happened recently or incursions into into sovereign borders, but it isn't there for you know a mid-sized auto manufacturer to get a forewarning that there's an aluminium supply chain disruption by monitoring you know the the supply chain itself. So there, it's possible through Earth observation, not been you know adopted so well yet. Got it. So I hear two key things there. One where you mentioned that the value chain is not built to handle the demand. So what you mean is that the actual demand for the on-ground analysis is so much that the data is not able to bear with it? Or is it that the there's a dearth of uh, satellite operators to cater to that data demand? So generally, you know, the there are a bit of both. So operators are essentially, if you see that the rate at which the industry is growing, every few weeks you announce, you see that, okay, there's a set of satellites there for Earth observation. So there is an effort very actively to, you know, build up supply in anticipation of its demand. And also there's the demand, which is if you see the standard Earth observation providers pricing plans, it is very hard to enter. Like you need, I mean, it's, it's not easy. You you have to have a certain amount of area that you need to, you know, buy. Only then, the, you know, that order makes sense for them and then would they accept. So, so it's, it's a bit of both. So there's obstruction or barriers to, you know, a minimum entry for anybody. 
and on the other end the amount of satellites that are there they have they are yet to cover the you know the true potential and this could be a fair summary i guess uh, from both ends god so you brought an important point of affordability there so that is uh, key here as you yeah. mentioned and on the non technical aspects so you mentioned that it's the regulations are not geared towards a small scale or a medium scale company looking to utilize this earth observation insight so like can you elaborate more on that like uh, do the regulations need to do anything specific to enable that or what are you thinking on that okay so if i could just go back to the point here that let's say the enforcement on guidelines they need to be ideally easy to be implemented so say a guideline could be not taking an image of a sensitive area and if it's that kind of an image is being shared somebody has the authority to you know scrub that area let's say and ideally this is the say nrsc in india and some equivalent entity in outside so ideally if these things are to be implemented in scale there needs to be implementation of these of say for for example this activity it needs to be possible for a large amount of area automatically and that's what very important that you know when you got point of uh, say audit it needs to be audited that sensitive areas images let's say for national security purposes are not being distributed so there needs to be some active task forces deployed here and a lot of times it happens that because of this the delays get very high as in if i were to purchase imagery from some other place outside india it could potentially take weeks and uh, these are the, for some kind of products for sure so these are the kind of challenges that you face at the you know if you were an analytics company so this is something that probably will go away with you know coming few years but yes yeah, so there is the laws and then there the implementation of them so that's something that i would like yeah it's some kind of a tighter integration which cuts down this approval or regulation time maybe real time or maybe at least near to real time so that the concerns of uh, safety and all those aspects also taken care of but the business making business sense not having to wait for those insights for so long through these smaller requirements that also comes through also i would also add one more point say uh, you know the encouragement of local industries so you know there is so much of information that is there through the images that our satellites have collected and the the 2020 policy is actually very encouraging from that sense that some resolution whatever the information exists will be made free so indian companies should have the access to them so to get even a heads up compared to the global players we've been doing this for a long time and while you you know reducing the risk you should basically incentivize companies give them access to information there could be you know other ways to incentivize as well so i would say it's it's from the from the government point of view is that we've taken a little bit of time to relax our policy but you would also need your local industries to to be encouraged a little more okay understood what is the uh, role of ai ml in this industry and how has the users of ai ml uh, evolved in this industry till now so machine learning techniques in fact have been used in this industry for if not more than but at least 3 decades and so it's been there from the start and advances in computing over the last two decades have enabled 
more sophisticated, say, models or deep learning applications to be considered practical. And there is a very high quality application of AIML by companies like, say, Ursa Space, SpaceNode, Descartes Labs, and, and so on, who are providing general purpose ML models, while companies like, say, Ars Metrics or Insight, SkyTruth, these folks are uh, having very application specific or uh, industry specific insights. Now, uh, these have all been applied on the ground. And we see that with our solution, we would want to push it up. And after images, the, essentially the current application is after the images have been received on the ground, then these models run inferences and give you some insight. And all these images that are com coming down, uh, nearly 20 to 40% of those images may not be so usable because nearly 30% of the time when you look below as an eye in the sky, you're looking at clouds. So it doesn't give you a like, clear view of the earth all the time. So there needs to be models and you know a little bit of smartness that needs to be placed on board so, so that such kind of images are discarded smartly and without losing information, reducing the, you know, the infrastructure and cloud spends on an operational basis. These are key parallel efforts that these companies are also working on. Got it. Uh, that's a lot of wasted data transmission, I believe, for each uh, satellite. And uh, so, yeah, so I think that's a big opportunity. Yeah, so this is one of the first uh, utilities that you could build. And think about that if you have someone intelligent on board in the sky and they have the ability to view not just your visible spectrum, but all the other spectras as well. So, and you have a lot of information to digest, you know, on board. Right. So, along with these efficiencies, how do you see this industry evolving, say, in the next decade or so from here? So the sector has a huge potential in terms of how we see the Earth, as in sensors, spectra, to the time scales of observing it. So, a revisit duration, so how long before you come to the same point again and you're able to show the picture of that place and also the constellation size. So, and the variety of ways we can fuse multiple data sets to infer both about what we are doing as well as how the Earth is changing and being impacted by our action. So only recently has a single constellation been able to image the Earth daily in the planet lab, although with a visible, with visible band camera. There's a lot more to do in terms of data processing and actually converting observations to what we need. These algorithms will be placed upstream to make real-time inferencing and the arrival of high-bandwidth communication systems. Next steps will be towards onboard reasoning and autonomy, ability of satellites to infer, reason, and act autonomously. So obviously, these will be you know, put in with safeguards. But and yeah, so operating these large constellations of satellites is not a trivial activity. Autonomy and AI will make these operations more predictable, more like running a large factory with more predictive maintenance and failover of capability ensure dependable services at affordable cost. I see that a lot of trend is towards AI and autonomy in space. Sounds very exciting times. I think there is a lot of optimizations and new greenfield opportunities, as you mentioned. And uh, this looks ripe for innovation. I do see a lot of movement in the space industry. And specifically, as you mentioned right in the beginning, in India also in the last few years, there has been a lot of movement, push, and the community is coming up very good over the few years. So exciting times ahead, I would say. Indeed, there is the trend. B, there's, you can define how the next 15 years look. Right.
right i think that's more empowering being able to sculpt and mold this industry right and uh, having the knowledge and tool to do that i think uh, that's a very empowering vision yeah in fact i would you know genuinely encourage everybody so on, on this in this point that you know it just needs curious people and if you drive pleasure or say if you have some motivation here you know feel free to you know make these changes possible yeah i'm sure listening to you today and uh, getting this overview of this earth observation industry and how what are the opportunities and uh, how we can overcome the challenges and these exciting uh, new uh, innovations coming up i'm sure quite a few people would get motivated to jump into this thanks for that thank you